Hi everyone, this is Ben Guest, and today's podcast is about remembering Jasper Johnson. So from 2000 to 2002, I was an English teacher and assistant basketball coach at Simmons High School in Hollandale, Mississippi, in the heart of the Mississippi Delta, a town of about a thousand people. And my first year there, there were six, six seniors on the team and we won the state championship. And the head coach was George Willis and the superstar of the six seniors, the superstar on the team was Jasper Johnson. And Jasper was just a special person, a great basketball player and an even better person. And he died on July 22nd, suddenly. And it was a shock to me and it was a shock to his family and friends. Jasper has three children and I was texting with Larry Brown, LB, one of the other seniors from the team who's now a basketball coach himself. And we, I had interviewed Larry for the podcast, as it turned out, just a few days before Jasper died. And we had talked about Jasper in that podcast, but mostly we talked about coaching and basketball. And LB and I were texting back and forth, and LB was saying that a couple of the guys would like to record something, sharing some memories of Jasper, and I thought that was a great idea. And not only so that we can, it can help us process the loss, I also thought that it would be a nice thing for Jasper's family and especially for his children, either now or as they grow older, to listen to and, and to hear some memories of Jasper. And before we get to the conversation, I'll just read a comment that another teammate, one of the younger players on the team, I think he was just in eighth grade um, when we won the championship. His name is Johnny Winston, and Johnny wrote this on Facebook after Jasper died. Although it hurts realizing you're no longer with us, the impact you made on us all in the community of Hollandale will never be forgotten. Growing up wanting to be smooth just like you, just as an aside, smooth was one of Jasper's nicknames. Growing up wanting to be smooth just like you on and off the court. Julio, that's another nickname for Jasper. Julio, you're a real figure, a role model, a legend, and we will miss you dearly. You guided me and spoke greatness into me, and for that I'm forever grateful. Take your rest, champ, and stay away from the domino table up there because Will's still trying to cheat, I bet. Love you, big guy. Uh, It's bittersweet. This is the 20-year anniversary of winning that championship, and the head coach, Mr. Willis, Will, as his nickname was, has passed away, and Jasper, um, also called Julio, or Smooth, or Big Smooth, Jasper has passed away now. This is our tribute to Jasper Johnson, and it's me, Larry Brown, also known as LB, Ricky, who is one of the guards on the team, and Pat, Patrick White, who was one of the younger players on the team. And then joining us just for a bit is Jeremy Smith, uh, who we call Mimi, who's Jasper's best friend and, and one of the starting guards on the team. So the conversation, but unfortunately Jeremy's call dropped out pretty quickly. So this is a conversation with LB, Ricky, Pat, and Mimi about Jasper Johnson. LB let me check in with you and just so you know it's been I guess maybe a, about a month now since Jasper passed how uh, how are you doing 
No, it is it is tough because I got these uh we got t-shirts. So in my closet, I got this t-shirt in my closet and I got it turned to where when I go in the morning, I can see his face in the morning. So I mean it's tough. Mm. Knowing you when you go home, you ain't gonna be able to see him. Mm. So so you know, you just take the little things and try to, you know, day by day. Mm-hmm. So now Ricky has joined the call and I asked Ricky about a story that he shared with me about him and Jasper during their senior year. Because when we were talking off air the other day, you were sharing a story about senior year and how you were getting frustrated with your role on the team and and actually wanted to quit the team. Can you share that story? Yeah, uh, I think we we had lost the game and it got real heated in the locker room. And it went, it was a lot of back and forth. And I just told everybody I was like, I was done. I was I was throwing in the towel. I had actually packed up my uniform. I had packed it up the next day. I had washed it and put it all together. And I was actually headed to the gym. And Julio stopped me. He came to the he came in the gym with me because I had everything. I had told everybody, I was like, man, I can't take this no more. I'm done with it. So he found me in the gym. I was headed to Mr. Willis' office. And he's like, nah, I ain't going to let you do that, bro. And he told me over and over. He said, nah, I'm not going to let you do it. He said, I tell you what, I guarantee you, I'll get you a ring this year. He said, this is our last year. We got to go out with a bang. And I guarantee you, I'm going to help you get a ring this year. And I was like, I, I, don't, I don't care about no ring or nothing like that right now. I just, I'm just done with this. But he's like, I ain't going to let you do it. And so when I was trying to head to Mr. Willis, he was like, nah, you ain't going to turn in. And it was like Mr. Willis was sitting in the corner like, come on, bring it to me. But Jasper <laughs> would not let me take it to him. So he's like, I'm telling you, I'm going to get you this ring. We're going to get this ring. Just trust me. So I was like, you know what? Since you said you're going to get us a ring, then I'm going to stick around for a minute. And I just held on to my uniform and stayed on the team. And what happened? We won the championship. <laughs> and at the end, he told me. He said, "I told you I was gonna get you that ring." <laughs> so, what did he tell you, like afterwards, when you're celebrating, either on the court or in the locker room? He said, "We finally did it." He said, "I I gave you a promise and I held up to it." Okay, Pat Rat, Patrick, you were the young gun on that team. Oh man, talk to us about Jasper. It was more of a learning experience for me. And Huli, he was just a true, humble dude. He was always willing to help you. And I would just pencil in, I guess. I was just fortunate to be a part of the ride, man, which was an amazing experience for me. Because if I can go into I have so many memories. You know what I'm saying? And just to share one with you really quick, uh, I was just telling my brother about this one on yesterday. Uh, he and I was talking. And I was like, hey, Ted, do you know we really changed the game when we went to state that year, right? We had the blue or white nylon suits on. And then we went to the Metro Mall and bought all the jewelry. <laughs> like we bought all the jewelry, me, me and Ted with the head, the, the two head huncho with that idea. And Ricky, and Ricky, you know what I'm saying? It was like, hey, Man, let's go to the mall, man. And when I tell you, we came back to the hotel room, 
my windbreaker oversized. Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody knows. Everyone got silver chains on. I totally forgot about going to the mall because we took the school bus. Again, how long did you have a chain on too? <laughs> no, I didn't have one. I had the tracksuit, but I didn't have the, the any chains. Got to. Now, now, Ricky, that um, that chain you're wearing now is that from the Metro Mall? <laughs> no, it's not from the Metro. <laughs> you know, one one of the things that um, that I remember about um, the the winning the championship in the in the playoffs is that first you play in district and then you play in North State and then you play at the big house at the Coliseum. And at each level, it was like a different player carried us. So I remember, I think it was North State, Tez was on fire. Um, Patrick's older brother, Tez was on fire. And in the champion, the, the two games for the championship, the semifinals and the finals, it was really Jasper who carried us. And so it was a neat thing of like, a different player stepped up, but at that ultimate moment in the semifinals and the finals, and Nettleton changed their whole defense just to guard Jasper. Um, and it was really Jasper who carried us in the, in the biggest moment. And a state championship game? Mm -hmm. what, what what defense was Nettleton running? Were they running a man or something like that? So they did a triangle and two. Yeah, and they put so they had one person on Tez covering Tez everywhere, and they had one person on Jasper, mm. and that's why. Remember, um, we put Trey in, and Trey hit four threes in the second quarter, and that was the key to, key to the game because now they had to go out of their triangle and two and play man to man, and then once it was man to man, it was just getting Jasper, you know, all the time. Actually, that that's a good point. Can one of you? You know, for play for people that never saw Jasper play, um, and you know he's six six. Can somebody explain what kind of game Jasper had? He had um, he was a three level score, so he can put it on the deck, get to the basket, create his own shot. He had the mid range, had the three. He was he was a matchup nightmare. So, like Nettleton. They had a kid, they had a guy, he was about six, I want to say about six, eight. He went to Troy. Then they had a left-handed kid, he was about six, four. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't put the big, they couldn't put the big <laughs> kid on him because he was going to take him to the post. Couldn't put the smaller kid on him because he was going to go around him. So he was a matchup nightmare for everybody. I'm talking about everybody. For, for 3A basketball in Mississippi, high school basketball, you know, in, in the year 2000, 2001, he was, he was like what a stretch four is now where he could shoot from anywhere, could post up, could pass, could put it on the deck. Um, but it was his outside shooting that really gave him, you know, this incredible, um, that kind of unlocked everything else with his game. Cause now you got to guard, you got to put a big player on him, but you got to guard him 30 feet away from the basket. He played above the rim. Mm -hmm. He played above the rim because you know mm -hmm. if they go zone, I forgot what's the name of the play we were running with. Julio be in the corner, they'll swing it back to the top, and yeah. I said I said the back pick. Yeah, Julio Julio come for the Michael throw the lob. Julio will catch it, and he'll dunk it. I think that's four. 
So now we're joined by Jeremy Smith, nicknamed Mimi, who was one of the guards on that team. Unfortunately, Mimi was only able to join us for a few minutes, but in that time he shares a couple of funny stories. <laughs> hey, hey, that's the first play. Hey, Mr. Willie been running that play for 30 years, they say. <laughs> Back don't lie. Hey, you know, that's the first play of the game. We run everywhere we go. First play hey, of the game? Me, you ain't, me, boy, you right about that. Mimi, let me ask you a question. Okay. So when we were in Jackson for the championship, what did you buy at Metro Mall? Oh, yeah, yeah, that. we got them grill. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, we got them grill. The, the oh, necklace, yeah. the necklace, we had the necklace and all that. And the grill, the yeah, necklace. I know, I know. I could look, I remember that. Man, we took that picture. Uh, yeah, I, most wanted, dead or alive. Yes. I got yes, the picture in my picture. phone. Yep. I just, I just saw it the other day. I got it in my phone. I'm, I'm a senator. How would you describe Jasper's game, Mimi? Jasper, smooth left like Sam Perkins. Mm-hmm. Flow general. Jasper, Jasper, Jasper was really the first point forward I ever seen in person. Cause you no, know, like against team with presser, if they were hard pressed. Jasper get him walking up here. He'll, he'll walk in uh press beat himself. He get him putting that left hand and turn that big body around. He'll walk <laughs> it up and we break the press just like that. He walk it up. Uh-huh. Yeah, he'll that, that reminds up. me, Jasper was never in a hurry on the court. Nope. You know, saw everything, understood what was happening, and then just, you know, picked his spots as to what the team needed. Cause like like everybody knows me and Jasper best friend, but in pickup ball. I ain't never want to be on team with him. I couldn't tell. I said, man, I can't take no coaching in, in rig ball. He wasn't he wasn't run sets in rig ball. Cause I, I we was like in the summertime, he come back to Delta State, he come pick up me, him, Alex, uh, Ted. Oh, let's go down and play with Delta State with Jasper. They like, Jasper got nah, obviously I sit back, I stay back in the car. I ain't trying to play on team with Jasper. I let them go and get the first run. I ain't trying to get coached in rig ball. I ain't trying to run no sense in rig ball. Hey, he wants you going here. He directing traffic in, in rig ball. Said, Mimi, what do you remember about the championship game against Nettleton? It was it was a close game at first, but uh, Alvin and Patrick gave us a big spark out of being along with Clarence. You know, along with the stars, we're going to do our thing. But those guys gave us a big spark off the bench. Especially the prior game against Rosedale. Really, when Patrick and uh and Alvin gave us a big boost, cause we needed mm-hmm. everything from them that game. So, cause we we were slaves, we couldn't get, we couldn't get going against uh Rose there till like maybe four or five minutes in the fourth quarter when we were able to stand the lead past four points. That's real. That's so real right there. But, but Patrick and Alvin gave us a big, but like in the championship game, Clarence hit all those threes. That was a big. That was a big boost. Cause and then once we scratched out. Uh, Mimi, what did you and Jasper say to each other after you won? Uh, I mean, we hugged and said, he said, I told you it was going to happen. He said, then I tell you, I just remember he hugged me and he wouldn't let it go. He was crying. That was like, that was like some of the first, like, first taste of real success in organized basketball that I had. Because mm-hmm. you guys had been yeah. there twice, the, your sophomore and junior, twice. your 10th yeah, and twice. 11th grade yep. Yep. year, mm-hmm. but finally won it your 12th grade year last year. Yep. We should have been, we should have three-peated. We had to, and in our actuality, we won a state championship with the worst team we went down there with. That was That's probably the worst team we went down there with and mm. won a championship with. Mm. You think and so? You think talent-wise, maybe you think so? Talent-wise, that probably, that probably, yeah. That was, it was the smallest team we went down there with and talent-wise. I know sure the that. smallest team we went down there with. 
But you guys were locked. You guys were locked in. Man, yeah. team for the dogs. We, we, we were like, I, I was telling some guys the other day, that team there with tenacity on defense, if we go up four, five points, you it's all over. it's over with. We going, we going, we going, we going, we going, we going that matchup zone, and you can shut it, and it's over with. It's over with. We're going to stay in that matchup zone like Temple, and you can cancel that game. We go up five points, it's over with. And we go up five, you can cancel that game. I still remember that that matchup zone. So the matchup zone that we ran, it was like, it was sort of like a two-three zone, except the two guards at the top almost kind of played man-to-man. We have we have Rick and me and Rick at the top, or be Mike and Ted at the top, and then with, with Jasper, Larry, me at the backside, and Jasper, and Larry rotate going to be that back man. It's over with. That's one thing about us. We never played two three zone. I think the whole time I was in high school, we mm-hmm. never played two three. It was matchup zone or man to man. Man to man, they match. That's the only thing we played. Mm-hmm. I, I can hear Will's voice right now. Go to matchup. Go to matchup zone. Go to matchup. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember I, when I, 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 somebody missed a sign. I remember we was at uh, Nellerton, and that dude, I, I ain't rotate back to the corner. Dude shot that three. I want to snap me right out the game. Hey, <laughs> Mr. Willis didn't play by missing the sign. I remember once Mr. Willis was talking to somebody, and just like Mimi saying, trying to explain why he missed a defensive assignment, and Mr. Willis said, the more you talk, the dumber I get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. L. Mark Sanders. <laughs> yeah, I think that was Marcus Sanders. Yeah, he said it to Marcus. And the more he yeah, talked, the dumb I get. The more he talked, the dumb I get, Marcus. Okay, so no. let's uh, maybe each share a story about uh, Mr. Willis. Why don't we start Doing with something. LB? I remember we were playing, I want to say we were playing Leland, and the referee, would miss, I think he missed like a couple calls. So Will, he got up, the referee stopped, he told me, miss another call. I'm going to have the mob blow your call. So just to be clear, what Mr. Willis said to the referee was, if you miss another call, I'm going to have the mob blow your car up. Yeah, he showed up. But we ain't going to have the mob. I told you they going to have the mob to blow your car up. He showed up. I was down in Lena. I showed up. We ain't going to have the mob blow your car up. So at this point, Jeremy's call dropped. And the rest of the guys and I continue talking about Jasper. What was Jasper like as a person? As a person, he was a humble, he was a humble man. He always wanted to see everybody succeed. He always wanted everybody to just get along. He wanted to treat everybody like family. No matter who you were, what you did or anything, he always wanted to see everybody just succeed in life. Maybe could each of you share the last time that you saw Jasper. So uh, Larry, we'll start with you, then Pat, then Ricky. Uh, I came home for, it was was Memorial Day weekend. So Saturday night, I saw him here at a party. So, you know, we hung out. We we talked for a minute. Then Sunday, I saw him. He was down, he was down his relative's house. And my uncle stayed down the street. So he walked down the street and we talked. So we know we just talked about life and everything. And he was saying that he was gonna buy his mom a trailer because my uncle stayed in the trailer. So he was asking my uncle, you know, what the size of the trailer, how much it costs. So he said, he was like, he gonna buy his mom a trailer. And then we just talked about me coaching basketball and what do I think about certain basketball players, how 
you know, how the game changed. You know, I asked him about stuff overseas and was talking about him coming down here. He was gonna let me know when he came down. And that was it. We said, all right, I'll see you later. And he walked back down the street. It was like an hour conversation. Mm -hmm. His conversation with, with Julio was always comfortable. I mean, that's one of the yeah. things that really struck me. So I was saying off air that when I was there with, with you guys, I was 25 years old. I mean, I was, you know, you were 17, 18. I was really young myself. And the thing that struck me about Jasper is even as an 18 year old, he was so much, it's like he had so much figured out about life. Um, even I, I looked at Jasper and I was like, he's got more, he's got life more figured out than I do. And he's, you know, I'm 25 and I'm a teacher and I'm, I'm ostensibly his coach, his assistant coach. But as an 18 year old, you know, he's got more figured out than I do. So, you know, Jasper could talk to anybody. He could talk to, you know, and I think looking on Facebook after he passed and seeing a lot of the Korean fans from when he played in, in the South Korean league. And you could just tell that he was somebody that related to anybody, whether it was somebody who grew up in the Delta, whether it was somebody from the Northeast, like myself, whether it was somebody in Korea, you know, people just, Jasper just attracted to people, attracted people and you wanted to be around them. Pat, why don't you um, talk about when was the last time you saw Jasper? Uh, last time I saw Jasper, uh, I think it was graduation weekend. Uh, prior to that, it had been a few years, but we always stay in the connect through social media, texting, you know what I'm saying? But it's different when you send someone actual flesh, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So I saw my man, you know what I'm saying? So it's always, it's always love when I see Uli, man. When I saw him, he's happy for me because I, like I said, I hadn't seen him in a few years. You know, we dapped up, we hugged, you know what I'm saying? We chopped it up briefly because around that time, you know, everybody in town trying to see family, we just moving, everybody just moving. Just talking to everybody, you know, just trying to see who you haven't seen. And yeah, it was a very brief combo, man. Maybe like 15 minutes, but I did get a chance to exchange love with my man, you know what I'm saying? So mm. it was just, when I seen him, he was happy. He was just happy for me, man. Like he always is, you know what I'm saying? So I just accept all the energy and I told him I was going to link up with him later on that day. And the weekend had progressed. And somewhere along the way, we end up just not linking. So graduation weekend, that Friday. That's the last time I saw my man. Okay, so Ricky, when, when was the last time you saw Jasper? Last time I saw Jasper was in January. He was reaching out to me because I had a death in the family. Mm. He was just checking on me, seeing how I was doing. And he was basically just being him, just talking, trying to get my mind off things. We texted and talked about meeting up for a homecoming this year, actually. And that was my last time talking to him when we were talking about getting the things together for our class reunion. Mm. And because this is the 20 year anniversary of, yep. of us winning. This 20 year anniversary? Yeah, mm -hmm. 20 years. Oh man, I didn't even know that. Oh my God. <laughs> Hey, for real? I flies. Big dude, big dude. I also oh, remember um, I was texting with Ricky and LB about Mr. Willis would would have shooting contests, and uh, and and Tez said that because um, you play around the world, and Mr. Willis would go first, and he and he look at Tez and he said, "I'll see you when I get back." 
<laughs> wow, that's crazy you said that. Yo, that's crazy you said that. Guess me and Chad were talking about this stuff last night, man. He said, man, rap. When I used to shoot with Mr. Willis, the dude just look at me before he shot the ball. I said, all right, I'll see you when I get back. He said that to me last night. He said that, Mr. Willis, you say that to him. Mr. I guess. Willis. Yeah. I got one even better for you, though, bro. Mm, go ahead. Them, them battles that you and Ducci used to do after practice. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just thinking about that the other day, too. Like, you know what my record against Ducci must be? It's like 0-20. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Ducci and I played, I think the first time we played one-on-one, it was in front of, like, it was at the end of practice and the team was sitting Everybody waiting. Watching. Everybody right. watching. And it was, it was, I think we're playing to five and it was like 4-4 four, four, and I missed the shot and then Ducci ended up winning. And it's like, sometimes if, if you just have that little bit of psychological edge on somebody that you know you beat them before, because that was it. After that game, I couldn't beat Ducci for anything. Uh, I was just thinking about that the other day. Uh-huh. Me. Guess we come across the lane with the sweeping hook. I wish Mimi was still on the phone. It was like early yeah, on. Like, I didn't know you guys that well. And I think Ducci and I were standing on the side. You know, it was practice. And Mimi came over, was just talking trash. And I was like, you know, I can't let this little 17 year old talk trash to me. And so, you know, I wasn't gonna do it, but like I grabbed him by his shirt or something, just playfully. Next thing I know, Mimi had me in a headlock. <laughs> and then the worst, the worst part about it was the next day, Keisha Ballard in my 11th grade English class. She's like, I, I heard one of the basketball boys beat you up. <laughs> Oh, that was that room that was going around in the hallway. That's that room that had going around school, Rick. I guess they got to a scuffle with a player. It's funny, like like I said at the top, you know, all the most things fade in life in, in your memories, but there are certain things that just become even more important or more special. And that whole year, um, you know, and that was my first year as a coach. I was an assistant coach. Um, you know, to, to literally have my first year coaching to win a state championship, something else. You walk right into a ring, man. Mm-hmm. You walk yeah. right into a ring, man. I tell people I had wow. the best seat in the house. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and I remember that one of the things I remember is at, at the Coliseum, um, Michael hit a shot. I wish Michael could have been, been here today as well. Michael hit a shot to put us up by 10 with a minute left. And I knew we were going to win. And I look up in the stands and the whole town is in one section celebrating. And it's one of my my, my most special memories from that time. My special memory from the state championship game itself would definitely have to be when they put that medal around my neck, when they called my name out. Mm. That's the first time I ever felt like in my life that I, 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 besides graduating, but first time in my life that I felt like I really, really was a part of something, accomplished something really, really, really serious. That's definitely going to go down in the history book forever. And it was documented. It was filmed. And if that's something they can't ever take away from me, guess. I bent my head down. He put the thing on He put it on my head. So therefore, I'm a champion for life. Thinking about change and growing and progressing as adults, what is the biggest change that you've each made in your life in terms of um, just maturing? 
Why don't we go LB, Ricky, then Pat? Uh, <clears throat> just enjoying, you know, just stopping and enjoying the moment. I, I think our championship year, we had fun. It was all business. You know, it was all business because we lost two years in a row. So it was all business. I don't think we actually stopped and just enjoyed each other, enjoyed the moment, knowing that this was going to be the last year. I remember I had filed out, so the, I'm sitting on the bench, and I was sitting in the seat right beside Mr. Willis. He was up for the game over. He was the first person I hugged. So I hugged him. He crying. He said, I love you. I was like, we did it. We did it. And mm -hmm. sent the town just rush onto the court. It was just those memories. We didn't enjoy the journey. You know, just sit yeah, back and just enjoy the journey. Like I tell my kids, enjoy the journey. Enjoy each other. Because that's the... That's the best time of being around your teammates, your high school friends. Practice every day on the, the bus rides in the locker room. The game is gonna take care of itself because we know we're gonna do. We're gonna win. We are. We knew that. That was the easy part. <laughs> that, that was the easy part, right? We're we gonna win. That, that was That's the easy part. Let's guess. The only question was by how much. We were gonna win. It was about how much. But just at some point. Yeah, enjoying each other. That's mm -hmm. all. That's what I learned, just to stop and just enjoy the moment. Right, because it, it goes quick. Like, when I think back on that season, I think how quick it, how fast it was. And I remember my the way I felt, because um, remember, after the after we won, we stopped. It might have been like Shoney's or IHOP. We yes. stopped somewhere. Yes, and got, Shoney's. Shoney's. We stopped at Shoney's, and, you know, we were all sitting together. I think... Actually, Jasper said, okay, all the seniors and the coaches, you know, get the center table. And I just remembered feeling at that moment, literally we got the, the medals around our necks. And to me, it felt like, okay, so when's the next game? Because you're so in that mindset of next game. Okay, we won this game, when's the next game? We won this game, when's the next game? And it's, I didn't appreciate how special it was. And it's only years later when I reflect back on it, so LB, I think you're exactly right. Like it goes quick and those are memories that are going to be really special for you. So just try to enjoy it in the moment. Okay, Ricky, what, what about you? What's, um, how, how have you changed and, and matured as a person? Uh, as a person, I would say becoming a family man. Mm. I've learned to appreciate things more, show more love to my family my kids and just getting out and grind grinding for my not always looking for the end up when I was younger but now I have to man up and do what I need to do to take care of home and also reach out to my brothers more now with the passing of one of my brothers it made me feel that I have to really just step up and check on everybody more now and try to keep that bond like we had before because I know everybody grow up and move on but with this happening it's bringing us back together yes we're getting that bond back like we used to have and it's a great feeling yeah that's so important rick and that i mean the other the, the flip side of that is you know it's the 20 year anniversary and 
the head coach has passed and the 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 superstar of the team has passed i mean it's really you know it's there's yeah. i mean like so much in life right it's it's happy and sad at the same time you take the good and the bad at the same time pat your turn how have you changed and, and matured as a person? I mean, you were kind of talking a little bit, a little bit about this off air when we started in terms of, you know, you kind of being a little bit immature as a, as a high school kid. So definitely was, man. Definitely was, man. So you know how they say, like, if, if you know the things that you know now, you know what I'm saying? A lot of things that, a lot of things would have never taken place, but like say in life, you gotta grow. You gotta grow into those forms. You gotta grow. Your mind gotta go stronger. Uh, I have two lovely kids right now. Guess I have a daughter at sixteen. I have a son who's six. He just turned six on Friday. Man, I just want to continue to be a great father. You know, I just want to be a great father to my kids. Man, you know, show them stuff that they ain't never had before. Get them things they never had before. The things I never had before. Uh, Definitely not be like me, of me, because the person that they thought I was, I was not that person. I was just a little antsy, you know what I'm saying? I was with the wrong crowd. You know, it'd be like that when you're growing. But my progression in life is, is tremendous, man. I just want to keep progressing, uh, keep tapping in with my family, my friends, my loved ones, such as you guys, my brothers, although we don't speak often. But when we do link and talk, it's all love. And, you know, just trying to stay motivated, guess, you know, because it's hard when you lose a brother, you know what I'm saying? That's like a that's like a mental wall you're battling. As, you know, as much as we try to, like, push it to the side, we can't. That's a permanent mark for right now. So we're just going to have to keep just striving, man, just keep being the best that we can be as people, you know what I'm saying? And if we can do that, man, we're going to be all right. Everything ain't the same. Why don't we end here? Um, so Jasper's children um, are going to grow up, uh, you know, and, and I think it would be nice if we could each say something to Jasper's kids about what kind of man he was, because um, I'm sure now or when they get older, they're going to want to know as much as they can about their father. Um, so why don't we just each share something as if we're speaking to Jasper's kids and um, what we'd like them, what, what we'd like to share with them about who their father was. Uh, let's go LB, Pat, Ricky. Jasper, well, Jasper, I, I hate saying was. That, that's the toughest, that, that's the toughest thing to say was. So I'm saying he is, because even though he's physically not here, he's still with us every day. So Jasper, he's a like a great, human being he he left the impact like he was a Kobe Bryant of our town that, that that was that was his impact he was a great person he was a great leader he'll give the shirt off his back he'll talk to anybody he'll you know he quick to motivate you quick to say he's proud of you he's always thinking about you and not himself yeah. And he, he was just a wonderful, he was a wonderful human being, somebody you want to be around all the time. And he was big on bringing family, friends, everybody together and just sit back and we just all enjoy each other. And mm -hmm. he's going to be 
they're gonna be truly missed, but we're gonna always talk about him. So he's gonna always be around. Yeah, for sure. Pat? Well, just, I have two words. I just have two words. Uh, living legend, all caps. That's all I got to say. You're living legend, you're living legend, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, to his kids, his lovely kids. Uh, your father was indeed a living legend. Uh, everything they say about him is legit. The legit things. Uh, but for me, your dad is a living legend. Mm. That's lovely. Ricky? I would say a humble, God-fearing man and always wanted to motivate. So to his kids, know that he's still motivating you. At the end of the day, regardless of what you're going through, he's still there to motivate you. Uh, for me, for, for Jasper's children, now as you get older, if you think about somebody in your life that you love to be around, somebody who makes you feel better about being you. That's who Jasper was. And that's who Jasper was at 18. And that's who Jasper was at 25. And that's who he was at 35. He was just that person. Everybody, he was just like a light, like a beacon. And everybody wanted to, to, to share and, and, and have that light shine on them. And, and he wasn't selfish with that light. He shone it on every, he shined it on everybody. Um, so that's who Jasper was. So we were going to end there. And then the guys and I got to talking some more about the team and stories and Mr. Willis. So here's one more story about Mr. Willis. So uh, I'm working on a book about coaching, coaching basketball, like my experience is coaching basketball. Um, and, and most of it has to do with being a head coach overseas and in Namibia, but it starts with kind of what I learned from Mr. Willis. So I've been asking different, different guys, you know, what do you remember about Mr. Willis? What are some things he said? And somebody said, I can't remember who said it and who he said it to. It was something like, you couldn't hit a bull in the ass with a bull ass hitter. <laughs> yeah, he told Julio that, I think Julio was in like a shoe slump. So he told Julio that. Julio, you can't hit a bull in the ass with a bull ass hitter. <laughs> Because I was on the side. I, I, I used to be in the locker room doing it right here like this. When we'll get to talk. I used to be like right here. Shit, who will going to say something crazy to now? <laughs> that dude, that's quite hilarious on halftime break, man. It's like, who would even think of such a thing? A bull-ass hitter. <laughs> man, I can only imagine the stuff that he used to say while the games would be going on. Guess what? Y'all used to sit right beside him. I can just only imagine some of that stuff that dude used to say, man. He's one of the funniest people I've ever been around. He's a total, Mr. Willis, I can understand this. I can understand this with all my heart. This guy's a total different guy outside that gym, man. Mm-hmm. He is not the same person, guys. I, and that's what I just struggle with. Like, hold on, bro. Like, come on, Mr. Willis, you just talking nice to me at double quick. We get to the gym. you like, you don't know me. <laughs> oh, man. And I used to tell people, like, those, those years I was there, I used to tell, like, friends and family back home, I'd be like, this man can combinate curse words. He'll put together curse man. words you don't even oh, think could oh, go together. 
Come on, yeah, he does, man. Mr. Willis, he tell this dude, he's telling me all the time when we practice. He said, Pat, you don't want to play no ball, man. You want to be a rapper. That's what he, I promise you, that's what he used to tell me, guys. And I always think about that to this day, man. He said, you don't want to play no ball, Patrick. You want to be a rapper. Pat, what do you do and now? I'm a rapper. <laughs> 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 all right all right fellas let's end there listen i love you guys it's great to see you on video and and i hope sooner than later i can see you in person i love all y'all guys man y'all be safe man all right fellas for sure so that was our tribute to jasper johnson to george willis to the simmons high school blue devils into the town of hollandale this is Ben Guest. You can find all of my work at benbo.substack.com. That's benbo.substack.com. And to echo what LB said during the conversation, appreciate the moments because they go fast. <laughs>